All right, so it's time to give an update on the NBA. There has there has been a couple of really good games. Uh, for the most part, the playoffs has been exciting. Um, you know, even even the one to eight matchups uh, in the most cases have been interesting with Utah and Memphis actually being tied 1-1 and Memphis able to take a game and to make that a little bit fascinating. So that series, um, you know, with the return of Donovan Mitchell, um, I think Utah should have too much uh, for Memphis and they should be able uh, to to close them out in the next couple of games. But the coming out party of Jar Morant has been absolutely amazing. Um, he's a future, he's a star in the making. He's been very exciting to watch. Um, again, you know, you, you just never know how people are going to translate from college to the NBA. It really is a... Yeah, obviously, you know, you have the Iversons, but especially with smaller guards, um, you, you, you just always are a little apprehensive about if they are going to be able to produce at the same level and he has been absolutely fantastic in the other uh series in the western conference and uh, the philly and washington one that's actually been a dud we'll see if things change with the location to um to washington but i just feel philly is has way too much firepower they're way better than washington um, that's actually one of the ones I'm not very excited about. You know, you still have Bradley Beal and uh, Westbrook and all the fan drama um, uh, with the popcorn issue. And I can kind of address that in, in a different segment. But that I, I still don't expect that to be much of a change. The only thing about Philly is their mental toughness. Um, and the game three is where you're going to see it because it, it's going to be an issue where are they going to say we're the superior team? Let's put our knee on their neck, close them out, not give them any hope. But Philly and their personality, they have a little bit of, again, you know, my, part of my issue with why I was on the last episode, I was kind of like, uh, who's going to win it? Is it going to be Philly? Is it going to be Milwaukee? And while both have been a little soft in the, in the past, I really think the addition of the PJ Tuckers of the world um, really helps take Milwaukee over the edge. Um, and I think Philly, again, they can be a little finesse and I can see them taking their foot off the gas and maybe dropping a game to, to Washington, a game in which they have no business dropping, but we'll see. Um, as far as the other series in um, uh, the Eastern Conference, New York and Atlanta has actually been a revelation. Um, those games have actually been really good. Again, uh, you know, Chicago Bulls light the New York Knicks. Um, with with aged or aging Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, you know, I you know, coach that, yeah, I love them. I, I love them. They play hard. Um, it, it's hard, well, beyond like the New York Knicks fans who are a little extra. Um, but as far as the actual personnel, um, I think Colin Coward had like an interesting segment that they're all these, they're this band of misfits of all these players for the most part the team players the teams did not really want or like cast aside and them all coming together and essentially playing really good basketball so you definitely root for them atlanta they're they're an interesting team i mean uh trey young 
you know, he's a good player. The foul and drawing fouls issue, uh, that's a little interesting. But uh, overall, it's, it's been a, it's actually been a really exciting series. Uh, and the New York fans have actually um, sans the ridiculous people spitting on, you know, again, which I will, I will get into in a different segment. Uh, and then, you know, the final series, which you didn't really expect much of. The, the key thing was really seeing how the big three in um, Brooklyn versus Boston was going to really pan out because we just have not really seen that much of the big three. You know, it's been this theoretical, this theoretical, um, you know, a super team on paper. And as the Clippers Dallas series has shown, being better on paper does not does not always um, materialize and doesn't always translate. So, yeah, it's actually nice to see them um, playing as well as expected. Uh, with this, starting with the selfishness of a James Harden, I've always loved James Harden's games. I mean, he gets a lot of flack for um, not producing at the, you know, but again, you know, look at what, look at what's happened in Houston. I mean, you know, the biggest change, even prior to them losing PJ Tucker, you take James Harden out and they absolutely implode. I mean, you have to look like, as there not been a James Harden team that has not been competitive or that's had like a losing season. I mean, the guy is absolutely amazing. He gets a lot of flack, but I mean, he plays the right way. He always makes the right pass. He's absolutely lethal. Um, you know, he's transcended the game with with his step back. He gets to the line. He shoots well. I, I mean, he's he, he, he's absolutely amazing. I mean, there's not enough I can say about James Harden personally. Um, and there's always like, you know, this, this big thing about, oh, he can't win or whatever. I mean, only one team can win. You know, it, it, it's always like this thing. It's like, you know, take Jordan away and there would have been a lot more teams that would have won. That is not a, ref- that's the thing about sports. You know, sometimes you're a really good team and sometimes you do everything right, but sometimes you're just there at the wrong time. Timing is everything with sports. That's why you see sometimes where you have some people who are quote unquote named all-stars that have no business being all-stars, but hey, there are potentially there in a time when there are not a lot of good centers or whatnot, you know, which is why they actually, in fact, trans transform the entire NBA voting from to just like three forward players because they were having all these like very suspect centers make the all-star game and they're like "Eh, this isn't right let's just change this to forward and guards and or whatever front court players and and, and guards uh because they just you know so it's kind of the same thing you know you have a lot of good teams that unfortunately they just need an even better team or a generationally great team and that's the reason they don't win not because they did anything wrong it's just an issue and I, I think some players are a victim of that where if they were in a different time in a different era they may have won so I think he gets a lot of flack for that um as far as the uh, Western Conference series um they have been exciting uh, the the Lakers Suns, you know, it's been kind of ruined by the Chris Paul injury, which just breaks my heart. I was really, really looking forward to that. 
but with the Chris Paul injury, with him not being himself, able hardly able to shoot, you know, I don't really see the Suns winning another game. It, it's just, it's not the same, and it's just crazy. It, it was crazy when I was watching the game. I'm like, I can't, it literally looked like a sniper shot Chris Paul in the arm. Like, how, I don't know what Chris Paul did. I don't know whether he... He killed someone's child at some point in his youth or something. I don't know for him to have this much bad, bad luck in the playoffs at the most inopportune time. It's absolutely crazy. And I'm like, okay, as long as Chris Paul, you know, stays healthy, maybe it's a groin, maybe it's a hamstring, maybe it's whatever. And now it's this ridiculous injury where no one, I don't even know what to make of it. But anyway, I don't see much happening without a healthy Chris Paul. I see the Lakers now just kind of like trouncing them just because they just don't have another person i mean he brings he brings so much to that son's team you know and again i love chris paul as a closer you know it being closed game i just love his scoring ability i love his distributing ability and unfortunately we're not going to be able to see that with him hampered um then you know there's (laughs) the laughable uh clippers in dallas Thank God I disclaimed that I was jumping off the Kawhi and Clipper bandwagon right before the playoffs started. I did not like, I did not like how they ducked and weaved the Lakers. They can say everything they want, but honestly, any team that's actually trying to build unity and 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 and, and, and you know, if it was an if it, if it was the other way around where they were originally scheduled to play the Lakers and they had to win games to play a different team, I'm sure you'd have seen Kawhi and Paul George play. So. I don't want to hear that mess. They ducked the Lakers. They're getting what they deserve. I thought Dallas was a bad matcher for them. I think Dallas is an underrated team. Luka is the truth. And so um, I think it would be laughable even if they get swept, you know, because I think they get everything that's coming to them. They did not have the heart of champions, which juxtapose that to how Milwaukee is actually approaching Miami. So I said this was a matchup. I was actually very, very concerned for Milwaukee like I was very concerned for them. I really like them. I hope they win it all because I just like uh, Giannis and I like the the character and I like him staying with the team. Uh, but Miami was a team I was very very afraid of because of they're just tough. Um, they're they're a playoff team. They're nitty and gritty. But um, I actually think the the loss of Jay Crowder probably hurts them. You know they try to replace him with Ariza, but it, it's just not panned out the same way. But it's also, maybe Milwaukee is just that much better this year. I really think so. You know, I I really think the addition of P.J. Tucker. And I I think I did an episode where I actually talked and thought about, you know, uh, maybe Bledsoe is overrated. Uh, I take that back. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, And and I'm going to talk about that in another segment as far as... I think it's fair to kind of, you know, just write it off and say, I expect Milwaukee to beat Miami and I expect Brooklyn to beat Boston. So we can already start talking about an anticipated, I don't want to jinx it, but an anticipation, anticipated matchup between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Um, but that that's going to be great. And in that one, I kind of picked Milwaukee to upset Brooklyn, but... Um, I'll go through my reasoning and what what I'm thinking, um, why I'm picking that. Uh, But really quickly, the other series that are going on, Denver-Portland, again, it really hurts Denver that they don't have Jamal Murray. Still, I think it's, you know, I don't know which way it's going to go. I actually picked Portland because I thought... 
Portland has a healthier team and a more complete team. But we'll see. I mean, um, Denver still has the 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 MVP to be, and they just always seem to overachieve. So they're not third for as a fluke. Um, they still play great basketball. They still play the right way. Um, Joker is still very hard to defend. He still makes all the right plays. So we'll see what happens with them. Either one, either team that wins. I like both teams. Um, so we will see. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Um, I think we've talked about the New York Atlanta series. Um, we have talked about the Clippers. Who, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything else about the about the Clippers. Um, yeah, Boston, that's not too much to say there. It's just, they just don't have clearly near enough. But yeah, um, kind of rambling on, I will talk a little bit more about the fans and the shenanigans in the next episode.